Good morning, Vancouver! I am Riley, and I am here with my co-host, Nicole, to bring you another episode of Mayday Neurodiversity Now on Vancouver Co-op Radio. Thank you, Riley! Guys, it has been such an incredible week. We've had, like, some really awesome weather and some really freaky weather, but, like, at least they kept switching it up and stuff. And apparently on Friday, it's supposed to be like 29 degrees. <laughs> so, anyways, you are listening to Mayday Neurodiversity Now on Vancouver Co-op Radio. We are a radio station that is all about neurodiversity, meaning the diversity of the human mind inherent to our human race. In nature and in the animal kingdom, and the plant kingdom, etc., there is so much diversity there's no such thing as a plant that doesn't develop properly or a dog that doesn't develop properly. So it's really only in the human race that we classify people as disabled because of the way that they think. Everybody has very unique sets of challenges and skills. There are some people obviously in the world who have such unique challenges and skill sets that our society doesn't know what to do with them and we classify them as disabled and they can go long periods of time even their whole lives um in care and without obtaining their full potential just simply because our society is still so young that we don't always know how to um best utilize these minds so what our goal is here at neurodiversity now is to just start the conversation and open up people's eyes People who may never have even met a person um, with a, quote, disability, unquote. We hope that you guys listen to our show and feel connected with myself, with Riley, and with um, Lucas and all the other guests that we have on here. And that you can be part of this movement towards a more diverse human race. I really truly believe that as the human race diversifies... We should get stronger and not weaker and not utilizing somebody just because they think differently, not employing them or giving them the chance to thrive in a society um, isn't just a financial burden on the government and on our economy. It's double of, of a burden because not only are the are ta- not only are taxpayers supporting them because they can't work but we're also losing out on a massive amount of productivity and ideas and just a wealth of resources knowledge freedom of thought um that could be put to work so that is my little rant for today i think um yeah so we have a guest on the show today she is very awesome she sings in our choir and she volunteers for our choir she is super active in her community um so yeah I guess I'll let her do it. So, good morning, Natalie. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, Nicole. It's great to be here. The pleasure is mine. So, uh, yeah, go ahead and introduce yourself. My name is Natalie, and I'm from Langley, BC, born and raised. I was diagnosed with Asperger's when I was eight years old. Growing up, I had a lot of trouble with... uh, with things not being on time and and understanding what people were talking about. It took me forever to know sarcasm. Yeah, yeah. Apparently it was a big celebration day in the house when I understood my sister's sarcasm. <laughs> yeah. 
that is awesome that's the best like that's the funniest thing ever so before that did your sister like use sarcasm against you frequently or something i wouldn't be able to tell you because i wouldn't have been able to register (laughs) oh the joys okay so um natalie what are some of your hobbies that you enjoy some of my hobbies are dancing singing reading rollerblading and playing sims 4 on my computer sims 4 that is bloody brilliant <laughs> wonderful yeah, kind of my obsession right now amen to that sister i love sims the last sims i ever played though was sims 2 oh this, that was one of the peaks of their of their gaming although don't get me really? wrong i like three and i like four but they really hit the nail on the head with two What's different about Sims 4 than Sims 2? Like, what changes between them? Yeah, 2's, only the, 2's the only one I've ever played, I'm ashamed to say. More that they kind of changed some things where in Sims 2, they were sort of had a thing where you could have been attracted to a certain kind of Sim, or, and there was these set things where you could fulfill wants, or, yeah. or things like hate. Yeah. You either make your Sim happy or sad. In the later versions, that's more optional if you want to have wants or hates there. And they don't really have a lot of uh, things that your sim could be attracted in other sims. So it's kind of like the sims are getting more freedom of thought and freedom of will. Wow. (laughs) Okay, anyways. um, So what would you say that some of your biggest strengths are? Some of my biggest strengths would probably be public speaking and stage presence and stuff. Yeah, I, uh, I learned at a young age that, that it was just not worth it to care too much about what other people thought. Wow. At least in relation to what they thought of you. Yeah, I love that. So, and that's given me a lot of freedom and a lot of confidence that really helped in my high school years. Natalie, what was school like for you? In both elementary and in high school, my life was more like on a just on the border between these two lives. In one life that was more centered around the special the special ed classes and stuff, I felt I was very popular. Whereas when it went into more the typical people, I felt more like a, a loner or as my shirt says, an outcast. Oh, Natalie. And there were very few instances where there would be typical individuals that would want to be friends with me. So in your schools, there was always kind of a lot of like segregation between um, like the, uh, I hate the term, special needs classes um, and typical classes? Well, I integrated a lot. Okay. But there was still a classroom to go to that, uh, where you just felt more comfortable. Yeah. A lot of times there was segregation, but there was also a lot of integration. And I feel that though I may not have appreciated at the time, that it helped me grow into the strong person that I am to have the opportunity to integrate certain times so that I could grow up with people, typical people that were my age so that I knew um, a bit about the real world of what was going on. Instead of just being in the safe bubble of being with people that 
you know, could understand me better. Oh my God, that is actually such an incredible point. So when you were put into these situations as a young person, like as a child, you didn't like it, but um, you appreciate it now? Mm, it wasn't always fun. Sometimes it was, but there would be times where, you know, people would just assume that, that you were just dumb and they would try to pull tricks on you. What? Really? Sometimes they would succeed, but... But a lot of the times, at least I think it was a lot of the times, that it would be just like, really, you think I'm going to fall for that? I'm mentally challenged. I'm not an idiot. There's a difference between struggling and just not using your brain. Oh my god! I love the way you put that! Like, when you put it that way, it makes so much sense. Like, I honestly wish that they could hear you say that now, because... When somebody has a challenge with something, like, I struggle to read music. I'm very challenged when it comes to reading music. Um, there's lots of things that challenge me, but they don't define who I am. They don't dominate me. We each have a certain set of challenges. Every single human being has to... If you didn't have challenges, then you'd be like John Wick, probably, which would be challenged itself for obvious reasons. But the point that I'm trying to make is we've all got challenges. So the fact that people could see a person who has challenges with like cognitive function, with mental functions, doesn't mean that they're to be written off or an idiot like you said. It just means that they have these specific sets of challenges. It doesn't mean that they're any less worthy of um, education and of friendship and of being given a chance. Natalie, I love you. Okay, everyone, we'll be back after this short break. We're going to be listening to Natalie singing Skater Boy by Avril Lavigne. Feel free to sing along, BTW. Um, yeah, hope you enjoy it. See you soon. He was a boy, she was a girl. Can I make it any more obvious? He was a punk, she did ballet. What more can I say? He wanted her. She never tell, but secretly she wanted him as well. But all of her friends stuck up their nose, and they're a problem with his baggy clothes. He was a skater boy, she said to you later, boy. He wasn't good enough for her. She had a pretty face, but hair was up in space. She needed to come back down to earth. Five years from now, she sits at home. Feeding the baby, she's all alone. She turns on TV, guess what she sees? Skater by rocking a fancy V. She calls up her friends, they already know. And they all got tickets to see a show. She tags along, stands in the crowd, looks up at the man that she didn't get out. He was a skater boy, she said to you later, boy. He wasn't good enough for her. Now he's a superstar, so let him on his guitar to show pretty face what he's worth. He was a skater boy, she said to you later boy, he wasn't good enough for her. She was a superstar, so let him on his guitar to show pretty face what he's
Just a girl, can I make it any more obvious? We are in love, haven't you heard? How we rock each other's world. Yeah, I'm with a skater boy, I could see you later, boy. I'll be backstage after the show. I'll be in the studio, singing the song we wrote about a girl you used to know. I'll be a skater boy, I could see you later, boy. I'll be backstage after the show. I'll be in a studio singing the song we wrote about a girl you used to know. Vancouver Cooperative Radio is an innovative, non-profit community radio station with a mission to produce creative and engaging programming for communities whose voices are underrepresented in the mainstream media. We need your financial support to help us achieve this mission. By donating today, you will help us to continue to provide training and access to equipment for over 300 volunteers who produce 140 hours of original programming in over 10 languages. Our radio station is located in the heart of the downtown east side, and since 1975, we have celebrated the rich cultural diversity of the greater Vancouver area through our arts, music, and spoken word programming. Please support alternative community-based radio. Donate today by visiting coopradio.org forward slash donate or calling 604-684-8494. That's 604-684-8494. And now, it's time for your weekly movie trigger question with voice impressionist Ben Simcoe! Can you guess the movie and character that Ben is doing this week? If so, tweet us at Mayday Neurodiversity Now for your chance to win a trip for three to the Bahamas! Which includes you, a loved one, and David Beckham! Hey Chief! Hello! Hey Chief! Yellow? Where you been, Chief? Oh, good morning, in my undies! Wow! Yeah, that is a little segment from Ben Simcoe, our very favorite voice impressionist. Ben is um, a young adult who is neurodiverse, based out of Abbotsford, BC, and he performs all over with his voice impression show. Um, thank you so much, Ben! Nah! Welcome back to Mayday Neurodiversity Now on Vancouver Co-op Radio. We are here with Natalie from Langley, BC, who has been talking about her experiences as a singer, a performer, and a person um, on the autism spectrum. She's been talking a lot about her experiences um, going back and forth between a segregated classroom in school and to um, like a typical classroom. So I'm curious, Riley, what have your experiences been like in school? I feel great at school. Oh, <laughs> oh, I'm so glad. 
I am in a class with typical students, but I do some of my work out of the classroom with my resource teacher. I have an EA who helps me through my school day, and the work is modified for me. Oh my god, Riley, it makes me so happy to know that your school is going awesome for you. Yeah, you're just such a great guy, and I'm, yeah, super happy for you. Um, Natalie, you had mentioned that you were eight years old when you were diagnosed um, with autism or Asperger's at the time. Um, so kind of what were the feelings that you went through at that point? Like, when did you kind of start realizing that you might have been a little bit different from your peers at school? What mostly did it for me was observing that my brother and my sister, my sister's one year older, my brother is four years older, every year they would have a different teacher. And up to that and up to that point, I thought that was like an American thing because I would notice it in like American cartoons that that the students would have a different teacher each year. Never really realizing that it was abnormal to have the same teacher every year because they had to have the same teacher. Like the teachers only changed once. And that might have been because one teacher was for teaching the, the younger special needs kids and another teacher was for teaching the bit older special needs kids. Okay, so you are, so you're eight years old at the time, um, and you're just going through getting a diagnosis of ASD, and you're starting to realize that you're actually in the special education program and a bit different from your siblings. How did that, like, feel? Didn't feel good. Felt kind of depressed, like, oh, like, you thought that, that you were no different than anybody else. You thought that you were as good as anybody else, but, but then you go through this thing that you don't, that it takes you a while to, uh, to change like this idea that, that you're not as good as the other kids that are around you your age, the, as smart as the kids that uh, try to make you feel bad about yourself. Oh my God, that is so sad. Okay. Yeah. So dude, I hope that everybody knows now that we're all mostly adults listening that, um, people with ASD and people with neurodiversities are not worse than anybody else. They're like, like they struggle in areas, but they're better. They're gifted in other areas. Natalie, you're gifted in so many areas. This is, ah, Natalie. But again, but again, it was going through that. And about around the time I was 10, that was, it, it had gotten to a point where I thought that nothing I did was ever going to change how they would treat me and stuff like that and and just decided to let it go to not care and that's what and that built the foundation for a lot of joy that happened in my later years oh my gosh i love everything about that what what made you like was there anything in particular that made you make that decision well it was just that before that like not that i really paid attention to what a lot of people wanted from me before that, but there was still a thing where it was like, like I wanted to be included in, in what the typical kids were doing and, uh, you know, be popular because when you're young, popular seems like a good idea. But, but you know, just over and over again, you're lucky if you get like one day of a being 
celebrated and uh, and, and feeling like you're, that you're popular and cool, but then the next day it's all gone, and and you just get and you just go through that enough that it's just that's not working, and it's just not worth it. Have to work that hard for that kind of friendship. Was there anything like any support people or any people that helped you kind of get through that? Well, I did get a lot of friend support from other from the other special needs kids that were in the class. But you know, we couldn't figure it out much more amongst ourselves why typical kids didn't seem to like us that much. Um, there have been some typical kids that you know, were a bit more understanding or at least tried to be a bit more understanding and would hang out with us. And, and once they got to know us, they thought, hey, you're actually pretty cool. So you graduated um, quite a few years ago. Would you say that the way that you're treated now is different from the way that you were treated when you were in school? I believe it's changed immensely. There's still going to be the odd person that hasn't grown up much on their own that's going to just, like you said, write you off and stuff. But I find that a lot of people are more mature and grown up. Yay! Okay, I'm so glad to hear that. That's pretty much what I was expecting and hoping you to say because, um, yeah, as I've said before, I know Natalie. Um, she's a good friend of mine. And, yeah, she's just awesome. And I literally can't even imagine people treating you that way, Natalie. Um, so, we're kind of getting along on the episode now so what are you doing now like under normal circumstances after like apart from this COVID-19 stuff like you're happily employed so tell me a little bit about that where do you work under normal circumstances I work as a sales clerk at Value Village in downtown Langley sweet do you like it I love it very much oh yeah I love Value Village me too do you get a discount there? Yes. It's 50% off most things. Like Wow! I don't know if I would be responsible enough to be able to handle having 50% off at Value Village all the time. I just spend all my money there. <laughs> ah, yes, I love Value Village. Mm-hmm. Well, pretty much everything in my house is from Value Village. It's oh, nice. Incredible. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah, so at work um like how did you find this job um after high school I took a course at Kwantlen Polytechnic University called APPD it stands an acronym that stands for access for people with disabilities like interview skills customer service one of the parts of our course was to get our super host and our women's Oh my god, that is so cool. I love that. Um, yeah. I'm going to put a link to that on our website after this episode is published, actually, because like, it sounds like a really cool program. Um, so we've got to kind of move on here. So um, why would you say that people with disabilities are sometimes like left out of things or excluded? Just, uh, just miss understanding too much of the stereotypes going on people just too many misconceptions and how do you think that like as a society we can work together to overcome that Mm, just uh 
try to, uh, if you're curious about something that has to do with a diverse individual's life, like if it's appropriate, (laughs) then you ask about it and try to keep an open mind. Yeah, exactly. Like it's so simple, keeping an open mind, but it's so powerful. Okay, and last question. What do you think a world that is perfectly inclusive would look like? Probably one where people wouldn't be judged not only not because of their diverse ability, but because of anything, of, of race, of gender, of, uh, of any background or anything. Just the uh, one where we're free to pursue whatever dreams or aspirations or goals we want and, uh, and that all jobs at all levels are respected. Everyone is appreciated for their, for their strengths and no one, um, no one condemns or looks down on anyone who has weaknesses in any area. Oh! Oh my god, I absolutely love everything about that. Okay, Natalie, thank you so much for being on the show today. You were an absolutely incredible guest, and I'm so happy that you could be here with us. Thank you very much for having me, Nicole. I had a great time. All right, that is our show today. Once again, oh, it goes by so fast. I just want to thank Natalie and Riley and everybody, um, especially all of our listeners and the people at Vancouver Co-op Radio for being so supportive to us. This has been such a phenomenal and incredible journey. And every step of the way, we've just met incredible people and ah, so much love. Okay, so yeah, that's our show for today. Thank you so much. I'm going to leave you with another song, another cover sung by Natalie. And I hope you enjoy it. Thanks so much for listening, everyone. See you next week. If you save yourself for marriage, you're a bore. If you save yourself for marriage, you're a horrible person. If you won't have drink, then you're a prude. But they'll call you a drunk as soon as you down the first one. If you don't have faith, then you're just fat. But if you lose too much and you're on crack You're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't So you might as well do just whatever you want So make lots of noise, kiss lots of boys Or kiss lots of girls if that's something you're into in that dream Don't just follow your arrow wherever it points, yeah. Follow your arrow wherever it points. If you don't go to church, you'll go to hell. If you're first one in the front row, you're a self-righteous son of just disappoint them just cause you can't beat them doesn't mean you should join them make lots of noise kiss lots of boys and kiss lots of girls if that 
just get so many trips round the sun. Yeah, you only 